See, good marriages are not marriages without anger. Everybody gets angry. Good marriages are marriages where you can process it quickly. I'm Jimmy Evans, co-host of the Marriage Today podcast. Today we have a great teaching for you that I pray grows your marriage and blesses you as you seek to center your marriage on Christ. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast channel to be notified of every new show. God bless you. Over the years, you know, we had were human beings and we had every kind of issue that came against us. Early in our marriage, we worried. You know, we prayed a little bit individually, but we really didn't know how to pray that well anyway. But it was several years into our marriage before we prayed our first prayer together. In fact, I think it was about four years into our marriage before we prayed our first prayer together. It changed everything. And today we don't worry. We, we do not, one of the ethics in our home is we do not let anxiety into our home about anything. When, we, when there is the first hint of worry anxiety, we hold hands and we pray. And we bind and we loose and we agree and the peace of God is in our home because of that. And our emotional health and mental health is protected because of that. And our marriage flourishes because of that. And every single couple can have the same promise. Somebody say amen. It is something that we can all do. The promises of God are right there. But what I say is, you say, well, Jimmy, we don't do this. How do we do this? I believe that husbands should take the lead. And just in case husbands aren't motivated to take the lead, let me, let me give the husbands a little motivation here. One of my friends, Gary Rossberg, he and his wife, Barb, wrote a book called The Five Sex Needs of Men and Women. And they interviewed over a thousand couples and asked men, Christian men, Christian women, what are your sex needs? They vary completely. The five sex needs of men are completely different than the five sex needs of women. But one of the major sex needs of women is to pray together with their husband. When women are asked, what, what, is, what are your major sex needs? Women, Christian women, overwhelmingly said, I want my husband to pray with me. It makes them feel connected. It makes them feel unified. It makes them feel safe. And spiritual intimacy is the deepest intimacy that you can experience. And sexual intimacy is built upon the foundation of that kind of intimacy. So I'm saying to all the men, you ought to initiate praying with your wife. That doesn't motivate you. I can't help you. <laughs> Just trying to help you out here. Okay. Need to give a little offering in the offering container this morning. Okay. So find, you know, and find a time and a place for it. Karen and I used to walk in the mornings together for many years. We uh, don't do that as much anymore, but we have still have times that we pray together. Uh, we like to sit on the back porch at night and talk. And if there's anything in our family going on, that's the time that we you know, pray together and in the car or just around the house or whatever, but find a time for it. And you know, you don't, it doesn't have to be legalistic, but you should be praying together as a couple, two or three times a week, especially if there's something going on that causes anxiety or stress. It really, really dramatically helps. Number one, praying together and trusting God. It should be a habit in your marriage. Number two, resolving negative feelings daily. And this is scripture I talked about a little bit last week, so I'm not going to go into a lot of detail right now, but it's Ephesians 4. It says, be angry. The apostle Paul's telling us how to deal with anger. Be angry, don't sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. So I talked about that last time. Be angry. It's okay to be angry. There's nothing wrong with anger. God gets angry. So yesterday's anger is a problem. Today's anger is not a problem. Don't sin. Don't be unchristian. Don't be mean-spirited. A lot of times, Christian people, especially in marriage, 
do really immature, non-Christian things justifying it. Don't do that. Go ahead and have, have anger in your marriage. That's a healthy thing when it's present. Don't sin. Don't let the sun go down in your anger. This is a habit. Don't ever let the sun go down in your anger. You make a habit in your marriage, we're not going to go to bed angry. Let me, let me say about this, and that is, the later it gets, the more humble you'll become. If you make, if you make a, just a, a discipline that says we're not going to go to bed angry, you know, I, I, Karen and I both go to bed early, and so the later it gets, the more humble I become. About 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, it's all my fault. <laughs> Six or seven at night, I still have a lot of fight in me, but later it comes. I'm, so I just say, I'm sorry, let's go to bed. So we're not going to go to bed angry. You'll give the devil a foothold. If you go to bed on anger, Diabolos, the slanderer, will interpret your spouse's behavior. And after three years of marriage, every belief I had about Karen Evans came from the devil. I was completely convinced that Karen was all of the problem and she was the wrong person for me and that I had made a mistake. That's what happens when you go to bed on anger. I was under the influence of Diabolos. Okay. So let me say two things. If you're going to have anger in your marriage and be able to process it, see, good marriages are not marriages without anger. Everybody gets angry. Okay. Good marriages are marriages where you can process it quickly. You can get bad emotions out of your marriage quickly. Okay. So how do you do that? Number one, you give your spouse the right to complain. In a good department store that you go to, they have a good customer relations counter. And it, they don't shame you when you bring something back because they're trying to please you. They're trying to be a good store. That's a good spouse. A good husband, a good wife says to their spouse, I want to do the best I can. I know I'm not being a good husband till you tell me I am. I know you're, I'm not being a good wife till you tell me I am. I'm trying to please you. I'm not trying to please me. So I'm not going to be defensive. And so if there's ever anything that I'm doing that's bothering you, I won't, I won't shame you. I won't yell at you, and I won't make you pay a price. Now, I may not agree with you. We may have to talk through it. But I want you to know that I have a customer relations counter because I really want to be the best spouse I can be. And if you have something to say, I want you to say it. Let me say this now. In all the marriage counseling I've done over the years, you find a really bad marriage, they can't talk. And if someone complains, they go ballistic. You, you have to be able to get things out if you're going to have a functional, healthy marriage. The second thing is this. So I have a customer relations counter where I want you to complain. But there's a big difference between complaining and criticizing. Complaining and criticizing are opposite. Listen, you can't criticize in marriage. Criticizing is pointing your finger and making accusations. And you come at your spouse, your spouse says, well, I want you to complain. If, if you need to complain, you say, well, you did this and you did this and you, you can't do that. Immediately people get on the defensive when you begin to come at them and criticize. Complaining is not about you. Complaining is about me. So let's say Karen said something that hurt my feelings. And I come to Karen and I say, Karen, I, I need to say something to you and I, I love you. And you know, we're on the same team, we're gonna get through this. But you said something to me that bothered me. I have no idea what you meant by it. I've been there. I understand the weight that life's pressures can put on your shoulder. And that's why I wanna to talk to you about something that's made a real difference in my life, BetterHelp. BetterHelp is on a mission to make therapy more accessible and affordable for everyone. I know finding a therapist can be hard, especially when limited by your location, but BetterHelp makes it easier. It's all online, it's remote, and by simply answering a few questions, BetterHelp can match you with a professional therapist in just a matter of days. Signing up is easy. Just click the link in the description or go to betterhelp.com forward slash marriage today. This link not only supports this channel, but also gets you a fantastic 10% off your first month at BetterHelp. Because finding the right therapist is crucial. It's like finding the right fit for your life. 
But if for any reason you feel the connection isn't there, no worries. You can switch to a new therapist at no additional cost. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com forward slash marriage today. Remember, BetterHelp, that's better, H-E-L-P, is here to help you navigate life's challenges. Take that first step toward a happier, healthier you. In the midst of our busy lives, it's easy to neglect our skin. But One Skin, our sponsor today, is on a mission to simplify skincare while delivering profound results. One Skin's secret weapon, their proprietary OS01 peptide. This groundbreaking ingredient doesn't just mask skin issues, it targets them at a cellular level. We've always struggled with finding products that actually deliver on their promises, but One Skin blew us away with its results. We've used it primarily on our face and neck, and the difference is incredible. But don't just take my word for it. One Skin's commitment to skin longevity is backed by solid science. Their research has shown that the OS01 peptide can reduce the number of sensitive cells by up to 50%, effectively reversing skin's biological age. Invest in the health and longevity of your skin with One Skin. As a listener of our show, you can snag an exclusive 15% off your first purchase using code MARRIAGE at oneskin.co. That's oneskin.co with code MARRIAGE. After you make your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please do us a solid and let them know we sent you. Let's support each other in the journey to healthier, happier skin. Remember, One Skin isn't just about skin care, it's about skin longevity. Say hello to to a brighter, more youthful you. You probably didn't mean anything about it. But can I tell you how it made me feel? That's what complaining is. I'm I'm just telling you how I feel. So I'm not making any accusations at you. I'm not attacking you. I'm not impugning your character. I'm simply saying, and I may feel this way because I'm immature. I may feel this way because I misunderstood. I may feel this way because I'm just sensitive because of something that happened before. But I just want to be honest so I can get this out in the open and we can get this, get this done. Okay, Criticizing, Karen says something to me that hurts my feelings. Here's what criticizing is. You know, Karen, you said that and it hurt my feelings and I know exactly what you meant by it because you're evil like your mother. <laughs> and you were trying to pay me back. I know exactly what you did. So the judge and jury have met, you're guilty, but if you'll confess, we'll go light on you. (laughs) See, everybody hates that, everybody hates that. So in a good marriage, we can process anger because we're not gonna go to bed on it, give the devil an opportunity, but we have an open customer relations counter where you can come and complain and we're going to deal honestly and righteously with each other. Anger comes and goes and the love stays. Number three habit of emotionally healthy couples is having fun together and being best friends. It's how you fell in love. You know, you fall in love having fun together. You fall out of love because you stop having fun together. And by the way, this is one of the most important needs of men. Uh, When the top four needs of men, period, being friends with their wives is a major, major need of men. We want to be buddies with our wives. We don't want to be mothered by our wives. We had a mother, we don't want another one. We want a wife. And we want our wife to be our buddy. There's a preacher in Houston who tells the story of a couple whose marriage had become very um, bad and uh, they were really dealing with a lot of problems. And so the husband was going hunting and the wife did not hunt, but this was a very smart wife. And the wife said to her husband, can I go hunting with you? And, uh, and they'd been having a lot of trouble in their marriage and he said, you don't hunt. She said, I know, but I wanna go hunting with you. He was a little worried she wanted to get him in the woods with a firearm. 
And as you can imagine, that, that was a little troublesome. But it healed their marriage. She came out of her world into his world. They had fun. Listen to me. You're never better than when you're having fun. You show me a husband and a wife having fun together, you're at your very best. We fall in love because you take sex and fun away from marriage, you have a business relationship. And marriage is a rotten business relationship. We need to be having fun with each other in marriage. And it just simply means one is a date night. You ought, to, you ought to have a date night every week. It's a good discipline. It's a good habit of good marriages. A date night means our kids are not going to run our lives. We love our kids. We're going to get our kids taken care of. But we're not going to let work and kids and everything suck out the romance and fun from our marriage. We're going to find something fun to do. We're going to go to a lot of trouble. And we're going to go do it regularly so that we do not lose the skills of pursuing each other and romance in our relationship. And if we have lost them, they'll come back. The other thing is just having time alone together. Karen and I, when our kids were younger, uh, we were broke. We didn't have any money. I mean, we were broke. And, but we made a discipline of going somewhere every six or seven or eight weeks together for a, a night or two. We would get my family or somebody to take care of our kids we would drive, we, we would scrape together as much money we had to buy a motel, cheap motel room for a night or two. And, and we would take our food with us because we couldn't afford to eat out. And we would just go in many times into a, a motel room, shut the door and stay there for two days. And we came out and I'm telling you, we were refueled for another six to eight weeks. There was never a time that we didn't have something there that we were looking forward to, to be together. We have, Karen and I have fun together. And so having fun together and protecting that is important. Number four, this is the last one. Number four habit is building close relationships individually and as a couple with other believers. You're, this is 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Your friends are your future. Uh, remember here it says evil company corrupts good habits. If you raise children with good morals and put around bad kids, those bad kids will corrupt your kids. If you have good beliefs and you put yourself, your close friends or unbelievers, people who don't value God, they don't value their marriage, you're gonna end up like your friends. And it says, if you don't believe that, you're deceived. And so Hebrews 10 says, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. And the word day there is capital D, it means the coming of Jesus. It means as the coming of Jesus draws near, the world is gonna be so evil, we need to get together with other believers more than ever before. And I'm saying to you, this is the most evil time in the history of the world. If there's ever been a time when we need to pursue and build relationships with other believers, it is right now. And I'm saying to you, your friends are your future, and you can love everybody, whether they're wherever they are in their walk with Christ. But your closest relationships need to be with strong believers. And the very best place to meet strong believers is in church, is in a life group, and like that. But when you look at couples who are chronically healthy, they're people of prayer and people of faith. They don't let anxiety build up in their relationship. They have the ability to resolve negative feelings and get the anger out of the way so they can keep the love there. They're friends, they, they enjoy being with each other and they value their relationship and prioritize their time together and don't let anything get in the way of it. And they have other believers around them who are a support group to them and help them do the right thing.
Hey, this is Brent Evans with Exo Marriage, and I want to thank you for listening to the Marriage Today podcast. We believe your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. If you enjoyed today's teaching and want to keep learning, hey, subscribe to the Marriage Today podcast and take some time to leave us a review. Your reviews help us spread the word and can encourage someone else in need. For more great marriage content, check out exomarriage.com where you can see all of our marriage building resources, articles, and live events.